The decline of Luis Severino isn't simple, but we think we can help explain. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what's going on? Hey, thanks so much for clicking on the show here today. Coming up on this one, Stace, of course... Uh... The Yankees haven't been playing well. We know that much. But is there a playoff push still possible? We're going to break down the numbers. We're going to do a lot of numbers today. It's a numbers-heavy show. But we're going to break down the numbers. What is it going to take, potentially, for the Yankees to make a playoff push and get into the postseason this year? Speaking of numbers, we got to talk about the numbers that IKF has put up this year. Isaiah kiner falefa has had a much better 2023 than 2022. Let's talk about him a little bit later. First, Sevi uh, Stace, of course... Happened again. The The leash was much shorter last night. First, before we break down some film, and of course, that's going to play better for our YouTube audience, but we're going to break down a little bit of film. But so before the game, we didn't know, right? When we did yesterday's episode, we didn't know who was going to start. It ended up being Ian Hamilton. He has a 10-pitch first inning. Look clean. No issues. Stace, I would have sent him out for the second. Uh, would you have? Yes. I would have. I mean, I know there. I, I guess I kind of understand the feeling like they don't want to waste him for too long in a game like this, but it was only 10 pitches. I mean, <laughs> you could have sent him out for a second inning. How about the, just the decision to, because again, they were mulling over a couple of options with Sevi. Just the decision to go with the opener there. I mean, we knew that that would be the decision. I, I didn't think they were going to do a situation where they'd have someone pitch a few innings and then bring Seve in in like the fourth or the fifth. Like I figured it was going to be a one inning opener deal and then bring him in. But obviously it didn't work the way the Yankees had hoped it would. Um, it was predictable, but it wasn't the way they had hoped it would turn out. It's just no matter where they put him, he just can't pitch right now. Uh, it, 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 yeah. It's not a first inning thing. It's his first inning because they were making a big deal about his numbers in the first inning but it's really his first inning so you could have yeah. brought him in in the sixth and he probably would have had the same results two innings five hits four earned a walk and two strikeouts you could see the frustration on the mound uh he is fed up he is confused he is lost he is every uh adjective under the sun uh like i said stacy this is going to play better for our youtube audience we've done this a couple of times uh, one time before we broke down oswaldo cabrera's swing a little bit I wanted to do the same here with Luis Severino. Um, there's a couple of things I want our YouTube viewers to keep their eye out for as we watch the video. We're going to compare a start in 2022 and a start in 2023. Uh, last night's start, as a matter of fact, in 2023. So here's, here's the things that I want you to look out for. I want you to look at his delivery. I want you to watch his, just the mechanics of the whole thing. I want you to keep your eye on his arm action, his throwing arm action, and I want you to look at the angle he's throwing at, okay? So keep those things in mind here as we take a look at this. This is, both of these shots are from just a straight up, from the windup fastball, 
Four-seam fastball, nothing crazy. So let's take a look at it. The one on the left is 2022. The one on the right is 2023. As I mentioned, he has changed his delivery. He changed his delivery uh, at the All-Star break. So the windup is now with his shoulder facing the plate as opposed to an open stance coming home. But just look how much tighter everything is on the left side. Everything's a little bit tighter. His hands ever so slightly closer to his stomach, and he just seems to snap the ball just a little bit harder. So take a look at it. Look at the force he is coming at the plate with. Well, watch it again here. The force he's coming at the plate with is just so much different last season than it is this season. You can see it in the way he kind of lifts off the ground. He still does that. He comes off of the bound a little bit harder last season than he does this season. So that follow through is a lot snappier. You can also see again, the deception that he creates with that delivery last season is ever so slightly funkier. I know that's not exactly uh, the right term, but it's just a little bit more deceptive, right? Cause he kind of has this weird head movement. His, his head kind of leans a little bit, but he's still coming over the top. Right. So it kind of creates a funky angle. And we know baseball and pitching is all about deception, right? That's everything when it comes to a pitcher. And it's slight. It's different ever so slightly. But because he's not coming harder and because he's kind of angled just a little bit more and letting that shoulder fly open just ever so slightly more, you can see the ball a little bit longer. You can pick up the baseball out of the hand. And this is something that he kind of does um, overall. There's been talk about him potentially tipping pitches. Mm. And... While I don't want to discredit that, it's something that he's kind of done a lot. He slows his arm down, not significantly, but if you're watching for it, you can find it. He'll slow it down on his slider, on his changeup, uh, a little bit on his cutter. Like it's a little bit different. So you could definitely pick that up. Obviously, what we know is that the just overall, not just if you're looking at mechanics, but where the ball is is physically is once it gets to the batter that's been the result based problem for Sevy. layman's terms he's throwing meatballs out there right yeah. he's throwing batting practice and mm -hmm. look i'm not a pitching coach i didn't pa pitch past the age of 11. i just watched the sport every day of my life and i feel like i understand this enough so while i think it's not a crazy difference small differences mean a lot and we saw that, we've seen it with Oswaldo Cabrera, the slight angles of his hips have slightly changed from last season to this season, which let his lets his shoulders fly open when he's swinging. And now I'm looking at Seve, and again, maybe it's not this crazy different thing, but it just seems like everything is looser this mm -hmm. season. He's not snappy, he's not forceful, he's not confident, and I think that's snowballed on him, especially this season. Yeah, that makes sense. And it is, it isn't it, Baseball is a game of inches in the actual game, you know, where you just miss a hit, you just miss catching a ball. And it's the same thing with your delivery and with your swing. Like any slight deviation could make such a difference in how you play the game. Yeah. And again, I think it's just really snowballed on him. Like you, you don't have the confidence out there. You aren't throwing maybe not, not think it, don't think of it as like throwing as hard as you can. It's just right. finishing, finishing strong. It, it's just like a, a, you know, a basketball shot. It, it's just like that. You got to finish strong, just like with a swing, just look like a pitch. Everything is like that. You got to finish strong. And it doesn't seem like Sevy's finishing the same as he was last season. And I don't know if that's something they've tried to address. We haven't heard much about what they've tried to address in particular this season, but that's 
just watching you know a start from last season and last night's start that's one of the small things that I did notice um, of course the Yankees ended up to lose last night's game nine to two they had a big chance there in the seventh after Stanton's homer um, bases loaded no outs Cabrera strikes out looking on a, on a fastball down and in, and Higgy rolls into a double play. Yankees lose the set. Two games to one stays uh, tough, 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 tough. Everything's tough right now, isn't it? So they've they lost the season series to the White Sox, who coming into this series were basically a national embarrassment after what happened against Cleveland, and people were thinking, oh, no, they're really falling apart. And then the Yankees come into town, and the White Sox are like, cool, we're going to win two out of three. And they do. Um, fun fact for you Yankee fans out there. The last non-A's or Royal series that the Yankees won was back in June against the Rangers. Well, before the series started, Stacy, we mm -hmm. made some bold predictions. And uh, <laughs> we thought things were going to go a little bit differently than they did. So let's take a look back at our bold predictions from a couple days ago. Stacy, your bold prediction for the Yankees-White Sox series. Cole goes eight shutout innings. Wow. 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 <laughs> Jake Bowers drives in at least five runs in this series. Oh, that's bold. I was close, Stace. I was real close with one swing of the bat. Uh, True. Jake Bowers just missed a grand slam the other night. So I wasn't too far off. I was a few feet off from at least four runs. He only drove in one. Yeah, that's true. Now, what's funny is uh, the day I made that bold prediction, I was wearing sort of an album cover from 1981, and I'm wearing an album cover from 1981 again today. <laughs> Going all in on the 80s, mm -hmm. uh, but did not go all in on the 8s. I don't think I can award any points. If you had gotten no. eight innings out of Cole, I would have given you, I would have given like you a, the, half. a half. <laughs> Uh, or if you would have gotten the shutout outing, I would have given yeah. you a half, but with without either of them, I can't give you either. Damn and, it, Garrett. Uh, <laughs> I think I would have given myself at least a half a point had Bowers knocked it out there. Yeah. I think that would have been fair. I would have oh, accepted well. that. That would have been fair. Yeah. Yeah. Stay <laughs> still leads in the season standings of uh, the bull predictions. Of course, we did the bull prediction game yesterday. If you missed that, go watch that. You'll, and, we'll uh, see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that one goes. That's a longer, that's a long play. Um, let us know how you're feeling about Luis Severino here in the comments on YouTube. It, did I, what I said makes sense? Uh, do you dispute what I say? I'm sure a lot of you will. But let <laughs> me know down in the comments down below how you're feeling about this and if you have any confidence that Sevi uh, can turn it around here this season. While you're down in the comments section, leave your questions for Fan Mail Friday. That is tomorrow. We answer your questions on tomorrow's show, so don't miss your chance to do that. You can skip the line by joining subtext. All the information is in the episode description down below here on the YouTube side. And of course, our audio friends also have that as well. We're going to step aside when we come back. We need to talk about Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. It's been a much different year in 2023. Let's talk about it. Here at Locked On Yankees, we think buying baseball tickets shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you. Steve's used game time for tickets for this season, and it's been extremely simple. They take all the work out of buying tickets, so all you do is tap a few times, 
and you're in. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to just moments before first pitch. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for other events too, like football, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With their lowest price guarantee and even event cancellation protection, Game Time is the best place to buy tickets in just a matter of seconds. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Hey, don't forget, coming up tomorrow to the everydayers out there, you guys already know, Fan Mail Friday. Drop your questions down below. It's your last chance to get to be a part of tomorrow's show. Our favorite day of the week, Fan Mail Friday. Stacy Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. We mentioned that his season has been much different in 2023. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. But I just wanted to take a look at the raw numbers. You have them in front of you as well. Um... April started for IKF like it was last season, right? Like it wasn't too different. Uh, a 200 slash with 245 and 200, like he didn't have any extra base hits in April. His role was still a little unclear of what it was going to be at that point. Yeah. But you look what he's been able to do in May, June, and July. It's just been a steady rise culminating in that July. Slash line in July, 292. 419 354 the slug went down in the month of july it was up in may it was up in june his number's slightly down in august but of course there's still plenty of august to go and it's just it's really impressive to see what ikf has been able to do in the limited role he's been pushed to at this point yeah i feel like whenever he comes up in a certain situation, I feel like he's going to come through which is really nice it's a nice feeling to have that about a yankee this season <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's funny that it's him, um, especially because of how things started off and because of the role changing for him and him not knowing where he was going to play because he's been playing in basically he's played in every position except catcher and first base, which I think something is going to happen at some point. I think we can see him at least at first base at one point, maybe before the end of the season. Maybe that should be a bold prediction. But anyway, <laughs> I feel like um, he's even pitched for the Yankees. I mean, he's a jack of all trades and he's embracing the role, you know, because he was basically, he wasn't blamed for them losing in the playoffs in 2022. That was a team effort, but the spotlight was on him for a lot of it. And a lot of the fans were really railing on him and for him to come out and do what he's doing this season is amazing. And the turnaround from the fans and how much they actually want to see him play is unbelievable. It's a complete 180 from the end of last season. For you there, Stace, just throwing this out there. Yeah. IKF uh, has played one game at first mm -hmm. base. He has played 153 games behind the plate. That's true. Yeah. So it is very possible that he plays every position this season. Just throwing yeah. that out there. I mean, you know, once they're eliminated from the playoffs, they should just do that. Yeah, I agree. I totally yeah. agree. Uh, runners in the scoring position, Stace, this season for IKF. 306 average, 351 on base, 366 slug, a 367 slug. Runners in the scoring position with two outs, a 417 on base percentage. Mm -hmm. 455 slug 
364 average. Like, it's crazy. And I, I looked a little bit deeper against righties this season versus last season, Stacey. In 2022, he hit, or sorry, he had an on-base of 303. This season, 106 points higher at 409. That is a ridiculous change. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's the only one of the only guys, like I said, that can actually hit with runners in scoring position, because as we've seen, the Yankees have had issues with that. And like I said, when he comes to the plate, it just feels like, all right, he's probably going to do something here. Like you don't expect him to hit a 400 foot home run, but you know that he's going to maybe hit a double, you know, split the outfielders and score a couple of runs. And uh, yeah, I'm just loving it. I'm loving how much he's embracing it. I love that article about him uh, because he was worried that he was going to be traded because his name was mentioned. Other people's names were mentioned. And he said that he was so excited when he realized he wasn't going to be traded because he likes being on the Yankees. He likes living in New York. He grew up watching them and rooting for them and he's basically living his dream and you know right now he's basically having personally like a dream season in new york compared to how it ended last year oh yeah i mean people were calling for his head and mm -hmm. to be to be clear unjustifiably uh i think when we talk about the difference between last year and this year i mean we've we've touched on it but the role changes for him taking him out of the starting shortstop role and putting Volpe there, not necessarily has put the focus on Volpe, who, by the way, didn't play last night. Boy, he needed an off day. He's barely sat this season. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that really changes his mindset, and it really changes how he approaches the game. It just takes such a burden off of your shoulders. Like, we like to, and everybody likes to break baseball down into numbers, right? And and try to, I don't know, compute the game as much as possible, which, hey, I love numbers and I love that side of, of the sport. I love it since it's so unique to the sport and it makes it great. But, and I'll sound like an old head here. I think it's dumb for us to try and act like being a shortstop in New York is easy. Right. <laughs> it's right. very, it's very clear that there is pressure there. Like there, there's just, there's no way around it. Derek Jeter left the hole. Like there's just no way around it. A hole that hasn't really been filled since let's be real. There hasn't been a guy like that. And there probably won't be a guy like that for a while. Right. It, cause, cause that's or really oh, ever again though. I mean, it's really hard. It's really yeah. hard. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say ever again. I'm sure another shortstop will come along one day uh, and will and will win your heart over. Uh, maybe it's Volpe. Maybe it's well, I mean, Didi kind of did, but it was for a short period. Like he yes. wasn't around for, but for the short time that Didi was here, you know, I mean, fans loved him and he had big hits in the playoffs and really helped mm -hmm. them out during that time where they were kind of ascending again from when they didn't make the playoffs in 2016. Yeah. Um, but I feel like IKF some guys are really good at being starters and there are a lot of guys in baseball that are unsung for being able to be utility players and they play better without having the pressure of being a starter on them all the time. And I feel like that's what IKF is doing. Like he's just willing to do whatever the team wants him to do. And you have to have a certain personality to do that because not every baseball player wants to do that sort of a thing. They have, they're very superstitious. They're set in their ways. They're set in their routines and stuff like that. And he's just like game for anything this season. I think that's great. And I think that's really what's helping him play. Yeah. I mean, the utility man in baseball is 
an ever-growing role, and especially in today's game, it has gotten so crucial. You think of recent utility guys like Chris Taylor, how important he has been mm. uh, for the Dodgers multiple playoff runs in that same <laughs> breath how important kike hernandez had been and and is starting to become again already how different he his uh, his season has been ever since jumping back to los angeles uh, i think back to guys like meiser as tourists uh, mm -hmm. how important he was for for those deep runs for the angels in the mid uh, mid 2000s like there are guys that just because you're not Derek jeter just because you're not a rod doesn't mean your role in the team is diminished because every team still needs that, especially over the course of the season. We've seen the Yankees go through injuries. IKF has been there. He has been hurt. He has been there. And he has been, it's been a complete 180. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's great. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. I'm happy to see him have success. Um, and we'll see if that ends up helping his bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let us know how you're feeling about IKF down below here on the YouTube side. If you feel that this role is better for him, or would you rather see him start on a regular basis? I'm curious to see how people feel about that. The numbers don't lie. They have been much, much better this season. Uh, and just the eye test passes it too. Uh, let us know how you're feeling. When we come back, we got to talk about the playoff push. Is it possible? What's the math behind it? We'll give it to you next. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Stacy, we need to talk about the playoffs. Um, they are getting closer and closer every day, including today when this episode releases. 52 days left in the season. It's crazy, man. Uh, there are 47 games left. It, it has been a winding road. It has been a <laughs> rocky road. It's been a, a season, roller coaster. It, yeah, it's been every every uh, every simile I can give you. Mm -hmm. Stacy, the last eleven series, the Yankees have lost seven. They have split three and have won one. So they are clearly not doing what they need to do right to mm -hmm. to make a playoff push. No. I test before we get into the numbers. Give me a percentage of faith you have uh faith that they'll make it faith in the team just just uh, overall oh. faith in this team 25 <laughs> percent. 25 okay that's a little higher than i would have given i would have thought mm. um so 47 games left obviously off day today gotta go to miami then they go to atlanta they'll see boston and washington who was just no hit tampa on the road detroit on the road houston on the road like there are kind of bounces back and forth between contending, non-contending teams. Um, obviously things can, the landscape can change by the time we get a little bit deeper, maybe Toronto falls off, maybe Toronto takes off. Uh, maybe the diamondbacks finally take off by the time they see them in the later part of the season. So obviously a lot of things, um, the numbers behind it. So this, the, the Yankees record right now, after last night's loss is 59 and 56, three over, not impossible. If they want to get to last year's wild card spot, the third place spot, that record was 86 and 76. In order to do that, they would need to go 27 and 20. How does that sound to you? I mean, it's not, it's not impossible, 
But I feel like with the Atlanta, Tampa, Houston, Boston, Toronto, Toronto, well, there's Arizona in the middle there, but those series, I feel like it's, I feel like there's a better chance of them going 27, 20 and 27 <laughs> than 27 and 20. Like I feel this That's is, fair. they have one of the harder schedules remaining. Tampa has a hard schedule remaining, but the Yankees have a pretty hard schedule and Tampa's already way ahead of them. Like this is a, this is a real uphill battle for them. And they've shown over the last 200 ish games that they are just level like mid and their run differential right now is minus one. They're just like right there. I have no faith in them doing 27 and 20. That would be <laughs> at this point, a miracle, which and is that, so sad to say. <laughs> and the problem is there too, is that might not be enough this year. No, I don't when think you're it will looking, be. Yeah. When you're looking at the teams right now, Tampa obviously uh, is in second in the East. They are leading the wild card. They're on pace for 96 wins. Mm-hmm. Houston is in second. They're on pace for 93 wins. And Toronto, who's in third, is on pace for 91 wins. Uh, in order for the Yankees to have uh, won the East, which, again, with these numbers, this probably wouldn't be enough. But considering last year's numbers, they would need 93 wins to eat, win the East. They would have to go 34 and 13 in order to do that. Um, so clearly... 86 wins is the lowest possible mark at this point, right? The way the season has gone is just because of the teams that are in the push have been really strong. They just have been really, really strong. And, you know, Toronto's playing well. Houston's playing well. Tampa's fallen off, and they've obviously lost a lot of pitching. But, um, you know, it's it's a real – the lowest estimates, it's going to be hard. Yeah, and then you also have Boston fighting for the wild card. You have – Cleveland's kind of hanging around, but not really. But Seattle is in yeah, there. Yeah, they're pushing hard right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like last year there weren't as many teams in the running for those three wild card spots. It was really about which position the teams were going to be in and who was going to have yeah. the, the home field, where this feels like there are more teams competing for those three spots. Um, because the Yankees are five and a half out right now. And... You know, I know that your Angels have had a rough time since the trade deadline, but they're only seven and a half back from a wild card. And I mean, they could go on a run like anyone could go on a run and kind of make this more interesting. But I don't feel like the Yankees will. I really don't. They haven't shown me anything so far this season that makes me believe that they're going to do anything. Like it, it's so hard for teams to flip a switch because a lot of people, oh, you know, they can. No, they can't. Not this team, not the way it's constructed. It, we see it in all these games like they'll win one. Woo, you'll think, oh, okay, maybe the offense is getting better. And then they go right back to not doing anything. And it's just they can't get anything going. So I think we're going to be watching other teams in the playoffs this year. I think the Yankees are going to be, I don't know if they're going to Cancun. I know some people were saying, oh, the Yankees are going to be in Cancun, not watching the, or not being in the playoffs. I'm like, well, I mean, they might go other places, but <laughs> they're, they'll I don't know. The, they'll go yeah. to the Dominican Winter League. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think Yankee fans are going to have an op- an October where they're actually not stressed out for hey. the first time since Silver Linings. 2016. That's what you come here for, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that was my joke in 2008 because that was the first time that they didn't make the playoffs since 95. 
And I said, oh my God, I'm going to have an October where I'm not stressed out. This is great. Like I was like, oh, this is good. Everyone else, oh, they missed the playoffs. No, I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about watching playoff games. I can watch other teams and not care. It's great. <laughs> yeah, go watch hockey or something. Go do something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the numbers just aren't looking good, man. And, and you know, losing series, splitting series is just not enough. It's just not enough. And like you said, they're they're mid tier right now. They just they just are. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's frustrating to watch. It is very frustrating to watch like game two in, in Chicago. You're like, wow, look at the offense. Like they figured it out. They got some hits and they got some, you know, did stuff with runners in scoring position. They're moving guys over last night not the same case they have an opportunity and they squander it seems like maybe they get one opportunity a night and more times than not they squander it that's been mm -hmm. kind of the case lately yep well that's a really happy note to end the show on uh <laughs> <laughs> don't forget tomorrow's fan mail friday you can drop your questions down below you guys already know about subtext thank you to all our subtexters all I don't even know how many there are now at this point. All of you, you guys are awesome. Uh, again, Fan Mail Friday tomorrow. Reply to that pinned comment here on YouTube, and we will answer your questions on tomorrow's show. And that's going to do it for today. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gasulius. We will see you tomorrow.